It's 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV for Friday, June 9th, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert with our Friday 5, the five big stories of the week as we prepare for the weekend. Topic number five this week, of course, is Ukraine, but the changing narrative. The big story, of course, this week is the collapse, the significant damage taken by the uh, Kakovka Dam Monday night into Tuesday morning, the partial destruction of the dam flooding tens of thousands of acres downstream, tens of thousands of people having to flee. Russian military reportedly having to pull back some 10 to 15 kilometers on the east-southeast side of the Dnieper River. But um, while the two sides point fingers at one another, the United States saying it believes Russia is responsible but can't conclusively say so, the bigger story, although with much less immediate impact, is the way the media is reporting on it this week. We told you about a Washington Post report from uh, last December that admitted that uh, Ukraine's former commander of the Kherson counteroffensive, Kherson, one of the cities in this uh, region being flooded, um, he was head of the the counteroffensive launched by Ukraine last November, and he admitted, Major General Andrei Kovalchuk admitted that they had planned, or at least considered the possibility of destroying the dam to make it more difficult for Russia to cross into the uh, further west into Ukraine. And in fact, they tested this theory by hitting the dam with a U.S.-supplied HIMARS rocket, punching three holes in a floodgate and um, flooding, partially flooding the region downstream of the dam. Now, this was a shocking admission that's been pretty much ignored all week. The fact that the Ukrainian military considered blowing the dam to stop Russia from moving further west into Ukraine. Of course, at the time it happened, this was, again, November of 2022, uh, they blamed Russia for it, and the media dutifully followed. But again, in December, the uh, Washington Post reported that that was not, in fact, the case. Now, on Monday of this week, the New York Times finally admitted something that it, it, it had actually reported as recently as 2019. It's an aspect of the story in Ukraine that's becoming increasingly difficult to hide, which is that a large number of Ukrainian soldiers are proudly displaying Nazi symbols on their uniforms, to the point where Western journalists wanting to take photos of the brave Ukrainian defenders are asking them to remove or at least cover up the Nazi symbols, the swastikas, the black sun, SS symbolism, things that have been prevalent in Ukraine for the last 80 years. Now, the Times article tried to spin it positively, saying, well, this is part of Ukraine's unique history and the unique meaning of these symbols in Ukraine. But the problem is it's difficult to spin the Ukrainians as the good guys when their soldiers are wearing mm, the swastika. Also on Tuesday, the Washington this week, the Washington Post reporting that the Central Intelligence Agency had received information from a European intelligence agency that the Ukrainian military was planning to destroy the Nord Stream gas pipelines connecting Russia and Germany three full months before they were, in fact, blown up last September. Now, whether this is true or not, you'll remember the Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Seymour Hirsch says that his sources tell him the the actual detonation, the sabotage, was conducted by divers from the U.S. Navy uh, diving and salvage team uh, based out of uh, Panama City, Florida. It is evidence overall that the narrative on the war is changing when the new york times and the washington post which are semi-official outlets for leaks coming from the u.s military intelligence complex are changing and beginning to portray ukraine as maybe not the good guys in this story in fact frankly i don't think there is a good guy in this story 
And I will say again, the one thing we can agree on, regardless of how you view it, the people who are suffering here are the people of Ukraine. And this war needs to stop. Topic number four, the national debt. This week, uh, both Republicans and Democrats here in the United States claimed victory if they reached a deal to lift the debt ceiling, basically kicking the can down the road so that the Biden administration won't have to take responsibility for uh, the growing federal deficit until after the 2024 election. Why would House Speaker Kevin McCarthy do that? Well, again, he's claiming victory and claiming that there were some cuts, but those cuts are only cuts in the sense that they slow the growth of spending increases. It's, in the words of George W. Bush, it's fuzzy math. Uh, The bill signing, which took place last week Saturday, was closed to the press, kind of a low-key end to this long and contentious process. Again, both sides claiming victory. The vote was basically a two-to-one margin in both the House and the Senate. Whenever you see, I will say again, whenever you see bipartisan support for anything in Congress, it often means the... um, the fix is in. Topic number three, Canada wildfires. I am remiss. This should have been a bigger story, or I should have reported on this earlier in the week as uh, the smoke from the wildfires raging through Canada, the worst ever start to the wildfire season in Canada, now uh, affecting millions of people in the U.S. and Canada, of course, uh, even here in southwest Missouri which was kind of a surprise. A couple of years ago, the smoke from California wildfires drifted this way on prevailing winds. We didn't expect it to affect us here, but that is in fact the case. Now, I'm not complaining, even though uh, we, a lot of us were wondering, why are we coughing, wheezing, sneezing? Oh yeah, extra particulates in the air drifting down from, uh, from Canada, but we don't have it nearly as bad as uh, the east coast of the United States. Pennsylvania, New York, this is a shot from New York City earlier this week. Worst air quality on the continent as of uh, Tuesday this week. Winds pushed the smoke further south on Thursday into the mid-Atlantic over Delaware, Maryland, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. Basically, the east coast from Boston down to D.C. being affected by this. You can see the smoke map there. That little orange blob right there, which is now over central Arkansas, was over our part of the Ozarks here earlier this week. 430 active fires in Canada right now, about 9.4 million acres have already burned. That's 15 times the 10-year average. Uh, Wildfires are not a rare thing. They're fairly common in Canada. It's just that it's unusual for fires to be burning in the east and the west of Canada at the same time, and that's stretching resources awfully thin. Hundreds of U.S. firefighters are now heading north to uh, help try to contain the blazes. Topic number two, official disclosure. Another big deal this week as um, a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community's inspector general classified information about deeply covert programs that the whistleblower says possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. Now, for the record, I'll say again that we at Skywatch TV don't believe that these craft are necessarily extraterrestrial. They may well be non-human, but not extraterrestrial. If you have a supernatural worldview, you have to consider that possibility, given the scientific challenges of crossing the vast gulf between stars. Anyway, this story getting some play in the press this week. In fact, uh, Tucker Carlson made this story and the ongoing war in Ukraine the focus of his first Tucker on Twitter broadcast earlier this week, which as of this recording, by the way, has collected more than 104 million views. 
104 million views. To compare, on any given night during the month of March, his last full month on the air at Fox News, Carlson drew about three and a quarter million views. Three and a quarter million versus Twitter, 104 million. He's probably going to be okay. But he is a firm believer that this proves the existence of extraterrestrial life. And he wonders why the media is not covering the story. Well, here's my view on this. The intelligence community is all over this story. Again, we've got a whistleblower, and we're supposed to take his word that he is now going against the wishes of his superiors inside the intelligence community and revealing this information. But remember, when the story broke back in 2017... December of 2017, the New York Times broke the story. Uh, Luis Elizondo, a former Defense Intelligence Agency official who purportedly headed up a secret program called ATIP uh, that's now been disclosed by uh, Stephen Greenstreet, who is a, an investigative journalist with the New York Post. Turned out ATIP never existed, and Elizondo did not head up that program. There was another program that was investigating anomalous aerial phenomena over the United States, which is good. We should know what's flying over our skies, you know, just for national security purposes. But quoted in some of the uh, corporate media pieces about this new revelation, Christopher Mellon, another former intelligence, former intelligence official, worked in the Defense Departments under Bill Clinton and George W. Bush. As Josh Peck and I documented in our book, The Day the Earth Stands Still, which was released really at the same time as the story broke back in 2017, the intelligence community always has its fingers all over these stories, and it has ever since Roswell. This is no different. These craft, if they exist, and there's no hard evidence of that, uh, they may be inhuman, but it doesn't follow automatically that they are extraterrestrial. Coming up, um, is the White House tone deaf or just incompetent? You decide next on the Friday Five. Christ compared the days of his return to those of Noah. Genesis 6-4 says, There were giants in the earth in those days. Are we as humans once again about to be brought face to face with a prophesied super race of malevolent giants, literally hell-bent on the destruction of the image of God and his people? What modern-day mystery surrounding Gilgal Raphaim, the ancient wheel of giants, might be linked to a sudden hyper-acceleration of end times prophecy? Skywatch TV is proud to unveil for for the first time anywhere, the docuseries that uncovers what Bible scholars have missed for hundreds of years, the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection. When you order this phenomenal new collection, you'll receive the Angels and Giants, the Watchers and the Nephilim four-part docuseries on DVD. This groundbreaking new series travels the world and unveils for the first time ever archaeological, cultural, and even spiritual evidence of the existence of fallen angels and giants here on Earth, beings whose allegorical, historical, and even physical handprints have remained purposely hidden behind the veil by wicked, anti-God evildoers. Until now. Join producer and director Rudy Landa, along with Tim Ross and their incredible team of scholars as they travel thousands of miles around the world to investigate dozens of ancient locations like Gilgal Raphaim, known as the Wheel of Giants, the megalithic structure in Israel that many prophecy experts believe was the place of biblical legend where Moses encountered an ancient species of giants when Israel settled in the land of Canaan and may even be the tomb of King Og, the king of Bashan. Featuring interviews with world-renowned experts in ancient history, biblical theology, and academia, like Dr. Thomas Horn, Doug Van Dorn, Carl Gallops, L.A. Marzulli, 
Robert Putty Putman, Fritz Zimmerman, Stephen Wondernick, and Chief Joseph and Dr. Laura Lynn Riverwind, The Angels and Giants, The Watchers and the Nephilim four-part docuseries on DVD, brings you face-to-face with the truth about biblical portals, ancient star gods, the Book of Enoch, the rebellion in heaven involving fallen angels that brought about the birth of giants, a race of super beings known as the Nephilim, and the possibility of their imminent return here on earth. But that's not all. This brand new collection also includes the Angels and Giants Illuminated Companion DVD. This standalone masterpiece takes you on an expedition of epic proportion. Join as the experts from the Angels and Giants series continue their examination of biblical giants, the Watchers and the Nephilim. You will explore the mysteries of ancient megalithic structures and learn why so many First Nation tribes and civilizations share the same origin stories rooted in the existence of giants and what the Bible has to say about about all of it. Sold separately, these items in the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection hold a retail value of $85. Yours right now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now using the camera app on your phone to place the order at the skywatchtvstore.com or call 1-844-750-4985 and ask for the Angels and Giants Expedition Collection today. Item number one on the Friday Five today, immigration is great until it's not. Um, Following reports this week from cities like Chicago, where residents are protesting the city's decision to spend another $51 million housing illegal migrants, some of them being put up now on the campus of Daly College in Chicago. Um, Governor Gavin Newsom's threat to have Florida Governor Ron DeSantis charged with kidnapping for flying illegal migrants and dropping them off in Newsom's home state of California. And news that New York City is suing 33, ca- 33. 33 counties and one town that have issued emergency orders to block New York City Mayor Eric Adams from busing migrants to hotels in their communities. Uh, These words actually came out of the mouth of White House spokesperson Karine Jean-Pierre on Wednesday. I'm going to quote, I've said it many times from here, repeatedly from, from this podium, that busing or flying migrants around the country without any coordination from the federal government, we've talked about this, is dangerous and unacceptable because you're actually putting a lot of pressure on these states and local and local local areas that's her words now what what, what i mean what are we, we to take away from this is that the the white house actually admitting that admitting a huge influx of illegal migrants is uh, destabilizing chaotic and dangerous uh <laughs> cuz that's exactly what they're doing without coordination from state and local officials it's okay when they do it to the state and local officials, not okay when states are sending them elsewhere without coordinating with the federal government. All right. Um, as one commenter on Twitter asked, do you think that Corrine Jean-Pierre's statement was the result of a group that got together, discussed a response, and decided that this was actually the best response to this situation? Or, or, is Ms. Jean-Pierre really just this bad at her job? Because either this is completely tone deaf or, or she's just not very good at being a spokesperson for the Biden administration. Skywatch TV's One World Rising virtual conference continues. You can get instant access to 
more than a full day's worth of content, more than two dozen presentations on the growing infrastructure being built for the one world government of Antichrist, plus as a free bonus, all six Skywatch Films documentaries, 90 days access in full HD, instant access as well when you sign up at DefenderConference.com, DefenderConference.com. During the month of June, our thank you for your support of any amount is the book Lawless, edited by Terry James. It's an anthology of essays on end times prophecy and the rise of Antichrist. You can, uh, again, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, for your gift of any amount, we'll send you, as our thanks, a copy of this book. Find out more at skywatchtv.com. Look for the red Donate button. You can call us toll-free, 844-750-4985, or log on to skywatchtvstore.com and follow the link there. This week on Skywatch TV, we are kicking off a four-week series on physical evidence in Israel of the existence of the giants who once walked the earth, the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown, the Nephilim, the Rephaim, megalithic monuments in Israel that relate to the cult of the dead, which is what the Nephilim inspired. Rudy Landa, film producer, director, and uh, Doug Van Dorn, author of the book Giants, Sons of the Gods, are our guests on Skywatch TV for the next four weeks. Don't miss this series of programs. You can watch it right now at skywatchtv.com. If you watch the program over the air, one of our affiliate networks, you can find the broadcast schedule at skywatchtv.com slash channels. You can watch it right now on Roku or Apple TV. If you've got a set-top box, make sure you've got the Skywatch TV channel for that. Or you can check us out at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash skywatchtvnow or our Rumble channel, rumble.com slash skywatchtv. Better yet, bypass the gatekeepers of big tech and uh, get our free mobile app that brings all of our video content right into your smartphone or tablet. And from there, if you've got a relatively recent smart TV, you can uh, cast the video to your TV wirelessly using Google's Chromecast or Apple's AirPlay. Your TV is probably compatible with one of those. Again, all of our video content, along with important news updates three times a week, a calendar of upcoming events and more, available for iOS, Android, and Amazon Kindle Fire phones and tablets. You'll find links to the app stores at skywatchtv.com. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. And have a blessed weekend. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.